0: Hello and welcome to the Unorganized and Lost podcast. I am Michelle, the host, and we are here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams, and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. Today, I have my first guest. And his name is Adrian, and I'm going to have him give an elevator pitch of who he is and what he is known for right now.
1: I'm Adrian Verdault. I am a videographer. I started maybe three years ago. Um, out in uh, LA, just trying to branch out, trying to find um, where I kind of fit in with like what I wanted to do. And I knew I always kind of wanted to work, you know, with, you know, whether it was like music artists or like a big YouTuber or or, like a celebrity or something like that. And um, over, you know, throughout my journey, like a year in, uh, I found myself working with um, the Nelk Boys And now it's been, I think, two and a half, almost three years with them. And it's been absolutely insane. Did not think my life was going to go in this route at all. Like, I don't think I could have got a better job, like, in my whole life. Like, this life is crazy. Who would have known, like, putting a camera in my hand would literally get me to this point right now. But it is, you know, life's good right now. Can't complain.
0: Good. So... Really quick, explain who the Nelk Boys are in like a couple sentences, just so for people that don't know who they are.
1: So Nelk Boys, they're, they're YouTube pranksters. Um, they started eight years ago and then um, they've been just like building this brand um, along the way. And yeah, we just make YouTube videos and um, most of them are based around pranks, but we also now put like lifestyle vlog in. Um, we kind of, we own the brand Full Send. I'm sure a lot of people listening have heard of this brand before, but that's, that's our brand. That's our clothing. And that's how we kind of like make our money and we're able to pump out these crazy videos.
0: So that's dope. That's so cool. So you said that you've been doing it for three years, but you've been in video and had a video camera in your hand for way longer than that.
1: Kind of. I started doing video when we met, I think Mm -hmm. that was in 2017. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I had just started like, Doing video and like, okay. That was when I first started like doing my YouTube channel with one of my buddies, Jason, who actually works mm-hmm. with us in the company now. Um, oh,
0: cool! I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's working with us now. He's he's doing good. So, yeah, that's when I first kind of started doing videography because I I had really no idea what I wanted to do, but when I picked up a camera and like I, I just filmed like some random day with like a bunch of friends, and then um, I taught myself how to like edit in iMovie. And then I was just like, wow, this is crazy. You can actually like put a story together on a computer and just film random shit. And then after that, I was just like, I think I wanna do this, like this is dope. And then, yeah, fast forward till now and here I am still doing it. And I absolutely love it. So exciting. It. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Do you have a preference of editing or filming more? Like if you had to pick one, which one would you prefer, you think? I think,
1: I definitely know that I want to be like a director in the mm-hmm. future, so filming is so important to me. Editing I like, but I also hate at the same time. Yeah. It's just I have a hard time of sitting down and like fully editing a video. I'm yeah. like, not it's not my forte, but I still do it and I still love it, but Yeah. When I'm on sets and I'm a, I'm like directing like our merch promos or like Um, one of our most recent promos, we did like a Ferrari in um, a desert and I was just like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I loved having that, like, you know, power to, to make something just like that I thought up and we have the, we have kind of the funds to do that. So, you know, we had like, you know, drone operators that day and like camera operators and like BTS shooters. And it's like, I was like, I like we somehow just made this thing happen. So I love being behind the camera probably more than editing. And that's, and that's how it is with Nelk right now. I started out as like, just like the filmer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now it's moved um, and I was like editing. So I was like filming. And then at night we'd edit, we chop footage and then we'd put like the whole video together along with like three other editors. Now we've hired mm. a lot more people. So my job is solely, I don't even edit. I don't touch a single bit of footage. Rarely. I wow. just, I film everything. And then I kind of like main shoot. And then I have like two other videographers with me at all times that help me shoot like pranks or when we go out to clubs, they help me do B roll segment and vlog and all that stuff. So my job has kind of moved into that. And then as well as like producing. So like i when we have, when Kyle, one of the guys on our channel, has a big idea for a video, he shoots me his ideas. And then I'm um, the guy who kind of just like makes it happen and brings everything to life. So that's kind of cool that's too. So cool. I've never been, never been a producer before. So being able to put together videos is awesome too. But yeah, yeah, to answer your question, definitely would rather be behind the camera rather than editing.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's so interesting because obviously I'm in video. I'm a video editor. and It's one of those things that when someone hears you're in video, they assume you can do everything or like to do everything or that it's the exact same. And I feel like that's what's so fascinating about this industry is that there's so much dynamics to it that people don't seem to understand where being an editor and being a videographer are completely different things. But most people do both because it's necessary. And being a producer is such a cool, cool thing because you get to look over all of the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. and you kind of learn to be a producer when you have to do everything. And so exactly. I feel like everyone like that starts out on their own and is like learning on their own, you kind of become a producer in the big grand scheme of things because you have to know every piece of the puzzle on your own. And exactly. so I always think it's so fascinating because I know and we'll get into this that you have done some wedding videos and things like that and I mm-hmm. think people misunderstand how different shooting a club video or a vlog or even the shoots for merch are so much different and there's so much different dynamics to it i mean it all it all kind of comes together as a similar concept but it's just so different and such a different feel and such different creativity that goes in like that's involved with it
1: exactly yeah a lot of people don't understand that but it's yeah. hard to like explain to someone how different it is to shoot different things yeah but i don't know cuz they
0: see a camera and they're like it's the same
1: yeah, so like if he can film this, he can film anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I've had so many people request me to, you know, shoot videos or weddings and other things. And you go, <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, I know the feeling. again, especially if you do have to do audio, because mm-hmm. there's such a difference between capturing moments or capturing excitement in a club and kept, like getting little bits and pieces for B roll of audio but people don't understand the importance of especially a wedding or even a prank for you guys. Cause you have to capture it right. When it happens, there's a difference between that and a merch video because you're not going to need to capture those little specific moments. You can have different cuts. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge concept that people are misunderstanding with video is when it's has to be one cut or it can be a bajillion.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is so much of a different dynamic when you're shooting pranks, because that's just like, those are like so run and gun. Um, I mean, in the past, we've done a lot of run and gun shit. It's just like, hey, we're going to go into this target and we're going to we're going to fuck with people. And we automatically know, like, okay, if someone gets pissed off, they might punch me in the face just as well as the characters, because I've I've had multiple people see me filming them. They get mad and they chase me out of target. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's different that a little bit
0: different dynamic than like a yeah, wedding yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot different than, than a wedding or like a merch shoot merch shoots are usually calm and like we got like to punch organized in the face. schedule so <laughs> it's like a lot i go into that like okay like today's gonna be like a calm day to an extent but it's yeah. not going, it's not walking into like somewhere that i'm just like oh yeah i could get punched in the face
0: <laughs> there you go yeah. do you guys have to get um people to sign off for youtube videos?
1: How does Uh, that work? In the past, no. We just run and gun shoot a lot. And we do get a lot of like privacy complaints after when the video is posted. So we have to like go back and fix that and like blur their face or whatever. But now we have new management. Everything's going like, I wouldn't say it's going corporate, but we're just doing things more like professional. The book. So now we're, now we're scheduling a lot more like pranks in the future that are like, we're, we're, we're trying to be like, you know, bad grandpa or jackass, mm, we want to do yeah. these pranks, but they're like set up. We get like signed contracts and pay like owners of like restaurants or something like that. And then when we prank somebody, we have assistants, you know, with us that after they're going to walk up to them after the prank and be like, Hey, can you sign off on this? And if they, right. if they don't, we use the incentive, like here's a hundred dollars if you sign or we'll pay for your meal or shit like that. And if they don't sign, then it's just like, okay, we'll, we'll blur your face or we'll just, we'll cut the clip and we'll, we'll do the next person.
0: Interesting.
1: 90% of people have been really cool with it. Like after we don't like completely like fuck with them or anything like that, or like fuck up their meal or some shit like that, but we are screwing with them. So we want to either pay, pay them for their time or pay for their meal, um, or give them like, you know, pay for their meal, then give them another credit to come back another time with the restaurant. And then um, all we need is that signature set, which allows, you know, their face to be on camera. So we're, we're going oh, in that route a lot more. Yeah. In, in the future. So,
0: do you think people are more cool with it now that social media is so prevalent in everybody's like world so that it's almost like, Oh, it's kind of cool that I'm going to be on that. as YouTube or no boys YouTube because of how many followers, or do you think people are just, you just find the right people that are Kind of feel it out
1: it's it's weird because everyone's different we'll get that guy that's just like so cool with it like yeah like for sure like no worries and then we'll get people who are like if i see my face on camera i don't want your money i don't want to sign this like i see myself on camera like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have my lawyers come after you guys and we're like okay <laughs> let's cut that clip
0: yeah with everything that you have right now you've been able to travel with them now you've traveled around the world you've done so many cool things with the nelk boys where did it start for you? How did you kind of get to where you are, and how was kind of growing up, and the difference between growing up and kind of where you are now?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess growing up, I I grew up in uh, Costa Mesa, California, but I never really we we grew up pretty poor. Like poor. We had um we I grew up in like a trailer park. Not the best people that lived around us. A lot of like drug dealers, ex-cons, um, people that have been like through the system and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So now in my position today, it's just like, I always felt like my life was kind of set up for failure. So now to be like, you know, somewhat successful and like have a good job and like a job that I actually like genuinely enjoy. And like all this craziness around us 24 seven, it's really, it's really a change for me. Cause I'm just like, you know, like every day, I think, but I'm like, damn, like, this is actually crazy. Like I grew up poor as shit. And now it's like, I have, you know, some money in my bank account, you know, I'm not hurting financially. And I never thought I would get to that point. I thought I was going to go like, you know, basic nine to five job eventually. Cause that's kind of like what my friends in high school were all doing. So I was like, Oh, I got to do that. So I actually went to college for a while to you know, get a nursing degree. And then a couple of years in, I realized I do not want to do this at all. Like, I knew, I knew in the back of my head, like, all, you know, each year I was just like, why am I doing this? There's no reason. Like, I, I want to be creative in some aspect. So thank God I dropped out and kind of like pursued, you know, video because I definitely would not be here if it wasn't for just like, you know, finally dropping out of college, quitting my job. And then, you know, I was, I was broke as shit for two years, like trying to figure out this video shit, but I don't know, everything kind of like aligned itself and worked out, but yeah, yeah, it's good now. Can't complain. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So when we met, we, I think, I think you're right. I think it was 2017. We were both kind of in this um, spot. I actually had a full-time job and actually, no, I don't know if I was full-time yet but I was working for the company I'm now and we all kind of met up and, Everything about you, I just feel like I was like drawn to you and how inspirational you were. And the fact of like, even though it seems like when you listen to your story, it seems unorganized and lost. And it seems like, I know that you lived in your car at one point, you went up to San Francisco for a little bit and you came back and you had like pretty crazy life, Mm -hmm. but you always had a vision of like what you wanted, where it was like, if you, you kind of would take a step back and go, this isn't what I want. This is what I want. You fought for it. And I think that's been so inspirational about you is that even when I met you, I knew you were going to be successful. I knew you were going to do big things just because of how much heart you had and everything you did. And it's like, even though it seemed unorganized and lost, probably from the outside, you could tell you were driven and had such a inspirational, like motive with everything. Yeah. Because um, I know, I feel like you should share how you actually got with the elk boys and how you actually went about contacting them. Cause I think that's even a fascinating story and how you didn't give up and just kind of kept going for it.
1: Yeah, that, that still to this day, even the, I, you know, I've I've told the boys to like the story of how, like, I've, I got the job basically with them or like what I did to get the job. And they're like, you know, like you're like one in a million, like you probably shouldn't have this job, but somehow you, you got it. But, um, yeah, I remember I was living in San Clemente at the time. Um, I was, didn't have a job. I was broke as shit, but I was trying to like do the same thing. Like I was constantly like DMing people about like, yo, how can I do free video for you? Like hire me for a week and don't pay me. Just let me like work alongside you. Like, you know, whether it was like artists, YouTubers, you know, actors, anything. I was just trying to get ends with anybody. Um, nothing was working. I was just like fucked. And then I was on Snapchat and I saw on a, on Noke's story. They said like, Oh, we're going to show up to time nightclub, which was a local Um, nightclub in OC. And I was probably like 30 minutes away. And um, they were just like on their Snapchat story. They said like, everyone like come to time nightclub tonight. And I was like, okay, this might be a cool opportunity. So immediately I went on my computer and I looked up every um, club promoter at time nightclub. I got either their email or their IG or their phone number. And I started making calls, sending emails. And I think I found five promoters And I emailed, texted or called all five promoters. Four of them said, no, we can't get you in to shoot video. Cause that's, that was my goal. I was like, how do I get my camera in to shoot video that night? And four of them said, no, like straight up, just like hard. No. And then one, one promoter It's funny. Cause I actually met up with him recently. Like, Oh really? Last week. um, We, we all went back to time night club. Oh, how funny. They wanted a table there. So that was actually really cool. I was like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah
0: and to back up for a sec so the reason you can't normally get your camera and it's just like um like different concerts and different events that you can't have a uh camera with a detachable lens right that's
1: Not necessarily. Usually, you can if you're you have to have a media pass, or you have to be like. What I mean,
0: that's why you needed the media pass. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I couldn't just walk into the club, and I think I had like probably thirty dollars in my account, so I couldn't even pay for a ticket to get in because there was a DJ playing that and I dubs. and I didn't have the money to get in. It was like fifty bucks, so I was like, regardless, I got to figure some shit out. Yeah, and um, yeah, finally, this promoter he he asked me for my reel. I sent him my reel at the time, and then. Uh, he got back to me within like 20 minutes and he was just like, okay, I'm going to put your name on like the media list. Come, we'll get you your pass at the front door and we'll have you shoot tonight. And if your video's good, like you'll shoot for free tonight. If your video is good, we'll use you in the future. And I was like, okay, cool. But I didn't care. Oh, so you, I,
0: didn't, I was going to say, cause you didn't, you didn't tell him why you needed to get in there. You no. were just saying you wanted to work for them.
1: I just wanted to work for them. And, um, got yeah, it. I didn't care to work for them in the long haul. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. get close to the, the note boys just to pretty much ask for a job. Yeah show up. I got the media pass. I got my camera in and then, um, and then, um, uh, yeah, I shot the show, show went great. I didn't really talk to them until like the very end of the show, but, um, yeah, at the, at the end, um, they're one of their main videographers and their only videographer at the time. I went up to him. His name was Nino. And I asked him like, Hey, are you guys ever looking for a videographer? Like I'm local in like LAOC. I'd be happy to like help you guys out. He just straight up said, no, like old, no, He's like, you're
0: not taking my job. No, Yeah, stop. exactly.
1: And I was like, okay, <laughs> fuck me. And then I was about to leave. And then I was debating whether to go up to Kyle and like, ask him like if they need a videographer and I was like, fuck it. If he says no, he says no. Then we move on to the next thing. And then um, right. It's like the club started to close. I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, if you're ever looking for a videographer, I'm like out in LA and OC. Let me know, and I can like help you guys out with your videos." And he was just like, "Cool, DM me." And usually, DM me means just like get the fuck away from me. So I was like, "Okay." Um, So I DM'd him uh, the next morning, and he got back to me within like two or three days. And um, I just DM'd him, and I was just like, "Hey, it's agent from the uh, Time Night Club. Uh, Let me know if you ever want to like meet up, and I can help you guys film one day." And then he uh he messaged back like three or four days later and he was just like, Hey, come out to our house, you know, some random night. It was like, it was like that that day. He was like, Hey, can you come to our house tonight? And I was just like, Well, what the fuck? Like, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I showed up to their house and they have like they were like staying at like the, the biggest fucking mansion in all of LA. So I was already like overwhelmed with that. But yeah, we um we were supposed to shoot a prank at Post Malone's Grammy after party, but he didn't win oh, a Grammy, okay. so it didn't happen. So I was just like, fuck, my shot's gone. Like, I thought I was done. I was like, fuck, like, this is probably yeah. it. And then he was just like, yeah, I don't think we're gonna shoot tonight. I was like, okay, well, tomorrow, if you guys shoot anything or in the, in the next week, like, let me know. I'm always available. And then he was like, okay, like, we'll do. And then the next day, he hit me up that morning and he was like, hey, we're gonna shoot a prank at the college at like UCLA and he's like can you come through and i was like yep i'll be there and then we shot that prank it went great um we did um drinking kegs and lectures
0: so did the, did you say not take that down from you guys or like no that's so i mean i guess it's a college so i guess it doesn't really matter but
1: yeah well we got it was non-alcoholic beer so it technically, oh. technically we weren't doing anything like really illegal like yeah it's, <laughs> there's got to be some legal issues Seeing with it none of you yeah.
0: were at that school
1: <laughs> yeah, but literally after that, I basically worked every day with them. It was just nonstop, and then the rest was history. I was fully hired after that.
0: That's so crazy. And to give yeah. a little background, also you were living at your car at the time, right?
1: Yeah. Not so them would, knowing. Yeah, they didn't know. So I would park because I ever I would work there every day, but I had like no money in my bank account, so I was just like, I got to make my gas. My gas money like, you know, useful. So we'd we'd shoot in the morning, usually shoot all day, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go home. But I'd take my car and I'd go park around like the block.
0: Mm -hmm. I'd sleep
1: in my car. And then the next morning, I'd get a text from Kyle, usually saying like, like by like eleven or twelve, like you come through. And I was like, okay, cool. All right, you you like stay guy, in your yeah. car
0: waiting? You're like, yeah. What's an appropriate amount of time since we're yeah, in exactly.
1: I wait like fifteen <laughs>
0: minutes.
1: Yeah, I wait like 15, 20 minutes, and then pull right up to the house, park, and then did that. And I did that for the first like couple of weeks,
0: and then um, they didn't notice that you were there super quick.
1: <laughs> I guess not. We traffic today. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, my car's fast. i just like the worst beater in the world just like the ford explorer from hell just like nothing worked like all the windows didn't work i think
0: i you had that car when i met you
1: yeah exactly like same that that car was a a trap like the gas gauge didn't work so i never knew how much gas i I had i was just (laughs) kind of putting money in when i thought i was low there you go yeah, so That's one way to live. Yeah. No AC, no windows worked. So, yeah, that thing sucked. Like if I wanted Motivating air, I'd open my car door and I'm like, let some air in. <laughs> it was bad. The car sucked. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> but it got you where you needed to go.
1: Got me where I needed to you go. And it was, got, you
0: got a car, didn't you? Yeah, you guys got your car. I saw that recently.
1: Yeah, I have a Pontiac GTO now.
0: A little bit of an upgrade.
1: Yeah, and I have my truck.
0: Ooh, and the windows work, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's like it's like i don't know it's nuts to me i'm like i'm like how the fuck do i own two cars and you know three years ago i i barely had a car that rolled
0: <laughs> you're like just keep it in neutral it'll get to her eventually
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: big hills big hills yeah, that's so cool. crazy
1: yeah life's fucking nuts right now so really i bet i can't complain yeah Life's That's good. so
0: cool. So, how is what's the lifestyle like? Do you work specific times? Is it just kind of you got to be free whenever you need to, or do you get to kind of take your own time, or what's it like?
1: I basically work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Just yeah. on call. <laughs> no, not on call. I've, I just personally have not personally, but like with the company, I have so much to do. Gotcha. And I'm like kind of producing everything that I mean, it's kind of always been like this, but now it's like a lot of the, the work is put on me. Like, they're like, Kyle has an idea for a video. And then he's just like, can you make it happen? And I'm just like, yes. So, I'm, um, whether I'm not filming, I'm here, like sometimes editing, or, I'm, you know, contacting people about setting up videos for the future. So it's just one of those things that I never have downtime. It's very hard for me to even like do shit for myself. Like I had to have one of our assistants, like go register my cards. Cause I'm just like, Hey, I don't have the time. Like I can't do it, <laughs> you got to go figure this out. <laughs>
0: that's so, so crazy. What a change yeah. in three years. How exciting.
1: Right? It is wild. So that's even
0: cool that you obviously love it. Cause if you're doing it nonstop, then that's one of those things that you want to make sure that you're loving it for sure.
1: Yeah. No. And I absolutely love this job. Cannot complain. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't get much better than this. The lifestyle too. <laughs> places they've taken me. Like I hadn't been on a plane. I'd been on one plane my whole life before being with them. And now wow. Now we've been to like basically traveled to 30 states in the U.S. We've been all around wow. Europe. We went to Abu Dhabi, um, all around um, South America, Brazil, like all that shit. Wow. Like, I don't know, What's your favorite
0: it, place they've taken you?
1: Um, uh, it's got to be Abu Dhabi. That's probably my number one. It was it, it was okay. just the experience. So like it was such a rare experience because we went with the UFC. So oh,
0: okay. Oh we went- yeah, yeah, I did see that.
1: Yeah, so we were on Fight Island and it was like surreal because like we're all the way across the world basically, but we're on like this secluded island. It's like a mile radius, but no one can get in or out. Like the people that are there, you're there, that's it. And like you drive down these roads, it's like a whole city, but everything's gone. No people are there. Wow. There's no one allowed to be in there. So they built this hotel. On this island, and then they put a ring or like a, a theater or like an amphitheater um, just down the road, and it's specifically just to like host fights and shit like that.
0: Was it because of COVID, or is that something that's normal?
1: No, it's because COVID.
0: of COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah.
1: So for Dana White to keep his business going, he bought this island, or like I don't know what the deal was, but he has this island in Abu Dhabi where they host fights now. So, but you can't get in, you can't get out. It's like, you have to go through like, I don't know. It's like, like 10 to 15 COVID tests before entering the ring of the fight day. Wow. And there's no fans. There's no fans. We were the only ones in that stadium when we watched that fight besides the Royal family in Abu Dhabi.
0: Wow. That's insane. It was How long we, were you guys there for?
1: Like 12, 13 days. We're there for a long time. Cause you have, to, you have to quarantine for like four days before even like being able to leave your hotel room. So we had to like, I just sit in my hotel room for four days or something like that before we were able to leave. And then every day we'd get a COVID test for those four days and people in like hazmat suits come in and like they would test you all this shit. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. <laughs>
0: That's insane.
1: And if you you test positive, you have to quarantine in Abu Dhabi for two weeks by yourself at a different hotel. It was like, like we were just like, if one of us gets positive we're fucked, like this whole thing. Oh yeah.
0: That's insane. So luckily none of you did, obviously. We were trying to
1: cheat the system and we, uh, (laughs) every morning they'd come in at 10 AM and we'd have a, everyone would be on like FaceTime. When they get their getting their COVID test, and Kyle would be like, "All right, they're coming to me." Like, and then he'd have a shot of vodka ready, and he'd get the throat, the throat swab. So he'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna like this is like hopefully I killed the virus or whatever's in my throat." So he'd take the <laughs> shot, and then and then they'd go and then they go and swab his throat.
0: And they're like, "You reek of booze."
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no. Sometimes we do it in front of them, they just oh. yeah.
0: They're like, I don't, "This isn't that's not how this works." But i okay. yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what you
1: they were very cool about it. They're just like, yeah, whatever, dude, thing.
0: Like, this is my job. This is all I have to do. I don't really give a shit what you do. Yeah. That's crazy. So are you, what was like your home life growing up? Because I, I I know a little bit about it, but I guess just to give a little bit more background on how um, kind of you've built up this life for yourself and kind of almost done it on your own with friends kind of around you. Because I know you grew up with a few friends that you kind of kept, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of my friends from like high school, I like kind of keep in touch with um, here and there, but now it's mostly like, I guess my friends that like, you know, are on the same, like not level, but like on the same, like wave that I am is just like, you yeah. know, with business and all this stuff. Like a lot of my friends from high school are just like, you know, they went to college, did the nine to five. Now they got the corporate job or whatever. But like, I've just never been a fan of that. And it's not a bad thing. It's like, it's all yeah. in and on someone's preference of what they want to do. But like, I just couldn't see myself, you know, doing a nine to five or working behind a desk for the rest of my life. I like the excitement. I like being out in the field and doing crazy shit. Some of them I keep in touch with some. I don't, I think like my main friends now are like the milk boys. Those, those guys, like it's, it's cool talking with them. Cause like everyone's so like-minded. We're always talking about like, you know, business ventures or like everyone on the team has got something creative on the outside that they do. Like some of our editors, like, they, they do music or they do like their other make video freelance on the side. And it's just cool to talk to them about like, Oh, like, what are you doing? You know, everyone's got like a different creative outlet, but when I'm with like my hometown friends, I, it's hard to, you know, sit down and be like, yo, I want to, I have an idea. I want to start this thing. And then they're like, what? It's like, yeah. Never, yeah. But, yeah.
0: It is definitely interesting talking to people that have done video or don't do video. Cause you're like, once you find people that know video it's like such a you go down this like rabbit hole of exciting conversation because it's just so different than some people understand
1: yeah but yeah definitely starting this did not think i would ever be in this position like did not picture today like filming our first like youtube video with me and jason like like a it was a really dumb concept we were just like i was like for a video for our first video why don't we burn your ex stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we we made like a whole video out of it and i was just like let's let's develop a storyline let's make it cool and like we was like us filming like talking about it and then going to buy lighter fluid then going and getting all like the he had this box of stuff that she gave him and and then us burning it and then i was just like and then like the aftermath and then like a, a funny joke at the end or something like that to like cap off the video and i was like damn this is so cool like <laughs> like that stupid first video was literally like the motivation to where I am now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is weird. Yeah. Are you close to your family at all? Um, not, not necessarily. I have, um, I have a sister that I actually technically met when I was 18 that I didn't really know about, but she's like, a lot of my family is like, they're, you know, recovering, you know, drug addicts or still drug addicts. So I don't really like talk with them very much, but, um, yeah, my sister is kind of like the main person I talk with. Cause she's like, she's successful. She's got like her, um, she's like a wedding planner, like an event planner. So like me and her talk the most. And she's, she was like, I was living with her for a while when I was like, just, just broke and just trying to figure shit out so she, she housed me a few times. So that was, it was like, it was really cool for him. But now she sees like what she was doing for me. wasn't for nothing. Like I've kind of like proven to her. Cause it was kind of like one of my motive, like motives to like, okay, I got to prove it to her. Like she's taking me under her, you know, wing and helping me with like, you know, a place to stay. So now like being in this position today, she's like, I, I think she's pretty proud. Just like where I am and where i came from because i always told her like she didn't understand it too like the whole social media thing she was like yeah she's like all you do is like look on social media all you do is like you're always on your phone i'm like i'm doing research i'm trying to find people to work with and she's like that's not how you find work and i'm just like you don't get it like you (laughs) literally don't understand it she still doesn't understand like what we do like yeah she she's like how do you guys make money i'm like we sell clothing and she's like to like but you make that much money off clothing to, like sustain your guys's lifestyle And i'm like yes we have a fan base on youtube and she's like who watches your guys' stuff and i was just like i don't know like the general public like people that like what we do she's like why and i'm just like fuck i don't know what do you want me to say like, we have a fan base that's it so that's so yeah, cool she's still confused on like the whole thing she's like doesn't understand how we're like making money or anything like that but
0: she you did video you did some weddings for her right with her at
1: least i used to to work for her almost full time i was like doing her weddings and like i was filming all the videos and then also um uh i was bartending for her every now and again for like the events that didn't need a videographer so i was she was helping me out like financially too like with the wedding videos and all that stuff so it wasn't it it wasn't a bad gig i just i hate shooting weddings
0: yeah, it's very repetitive and very, God bless anyone who can do it, but I, not my, not my jam. I've only done it once and I was pretty intoxicated because it was for a friend's wedding. And yeah. I was like, I knew both the groom and the bride. And the problem was, is that I got there early with all of them because they wanted video. And so I was with the guys taking shots, mimosas with the girls. Yeah. Yeah. did have the right setup. They loved it. So that's all that matters. <laughs>
1: there you go all that matters yeah
0: yes definitely but i wouldn't want to work like yeah every weekend and doing the same because it gets repetitive people think that weddings are fun but it's like when you go to a wedding especially a video like doing video for it it's pretty pretty the same
1: yeah you had a venue that she wor- like specifically worked with so like every weekend it was the same venue just a different oh, couple wow. so i was just like I was like, ah, oh, that's not yeah, you're way. pretty
0: numb to weddings.
1: <laughs> yeah, so doing however many weddings I've done, I'm just like, okay, like, can we can we switch it up? Like, I was just yeah. getting over it. And I was getting like swamped with all like, because I was like filming and editing all the wedding videos. So I was yeah. getting swamped and overloaded with like wedding every weekend, just editing it and then sending it out, getting revision. It over again. And, or, I was like, it was like a cycle of just like, I hate this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you have advice for anybody? Actually, before I get into the advice, what's their next goal? What's have do you have like a big dream or a next goal that you're like shooting for right now?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I've been like, for the past like year, I've been like trying to develop a script for a movie that I want to pitch to like, you know, you know, some producer or some director or someone, someone that can even give me like, you know, finance like finance the video or something like that, or the movie, and then mm-hmm. uh, give me a budget for it. So, I guess that's like my next big, big endeavor. But other than that, it's just starting my clothing line pretty soon, too. I know you've started. Oh, how
0: exciting! Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've been working with a couple of graphic designers on like making my clothing line um, something special that relates a lot towards me. It's gonna, it's gonna awesome. be Taylor Park. It's only right. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah definitely
1: so first i think i'm gonna release something very soon i think i'm just gonna start like small and just do hats or something yeah. like that and then we'll move on to like t-shirts and hoodies for the the following drop but yeah. awesome i think that's that's kind of it It's the only thing i'm working on a little bit of art that's, so cool. and
0: that's- just so just just a couple things small things
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> movies merch drop yeah okay so do you have any advice for anyone feeling unorganized and lost and how either a good quote or good advice for anybody that feels like they're not getting where they want to go or feeling lost right now?
1: Um, I don't know if this is cliche to say, but it's kind of what the advice like a lot of people give. It's just like if you have a dream or you have something like you genuinely want to do with your life, just don't don't give up. Like I was in that position. I thought I'd had to like give up this you know video career but it was like those rough times make you the strongest. And I pushed through and, you know, whether you want to do music or you want to start a company or a clothing brand or anything like, like that, anything creative, anything, you know, with business, just put your head down and just, you know, work towards that and don't, you know, take any outsider's perspective. If they give you shit like, Oh, maybe it's time to like switch it up. Don't listen to it. Just focus on what you want to build because you don't want to go, you know, backtrack and then do something in life that you don't want to do and then regret it for the next 20 years.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Where can everybody find you?
1: Um, I guess my only platform right now is just Instagram at Adrian Verdol on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's kind of the only place I've really been posting. I have a TikTok account that I don't really use. You can check out some of my dumb videos there. It's also at Adrian. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of Abu Dhabi drunk nights there.
0: Oh, there you go. That'll yeah. be fun to watch. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining the Unorganized and Lost podcast. It was so thank great to catch out. up with you. I'm so to be your first guest. <laughs> yes, it is awesome. Make sure to subscribe and let us know what you thought of the podcast. We'll see you next time.